ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. I quit. I quit. I quit. Dude, I I don't know if I have the stomach to watch this one. Oh, boy. We we put it on the list, but we're going to... We're going to see what happens here. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I... I cringe when I see anything to the head. Like we're watching some of these and you see some of those like old chair shots, like those like attitude era chair shots of like the undertaker, like hitting the rock as hard as he possibly can. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I just, this, this is brutal. Yep. I mean, I'm glad we're watching it, but it, it it's going to be, it's going to be a little uncomfortable, man. Yep. Absolutely. So, but we're going to do it. We're going to get into it. Well, tell me, tell me why you picked this one. Uh, part of this was because uh, it's Rumble season, and this was one where uh, I feel like this we love this like kind of late '90s era as well too, and kind of getting into some of these matches. And this one, while it's it is brutal, there was a lot happened before it, a lot that happened after it, and it's one that you kind of good and bad. We do need to talk about it. So yeah, good. Well, dude, let's jump right into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. All right. So we're continuing our Royal Rumble uh, series here. Covered it last week. Covering Rumble now. Got another Rumble coming up in a few weeks. Just one more. So we're doing three Rumbles this year. So I'll, I'll, I'll space out my Rumble trivia accordingly, Jeff. How's that sound? But we're in... Um, we're in 1999, right in the midst of the Attitude Era. Um, business is absolutely booming. Everything's red hot. WCW's on the way down. WWF's just kicking ass. January 24th, 1999, Anaheim, California, at the pond. 650,000 buys, Jeff. Crazy, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of people spending 30 bucks for a pay-per-view. And really a, an interesting show. Um, a lot going on. Uh, we start off... It's funny. They, there were three, uh, three dark matches on this show. Um, and then we start off with the big boss man defeating the road dog. So Road Dogs Hardcore Championship was not on the line, but somehow these guys wrestled for 12 minutes. Okay. Uh, Ken Shamrock would keep the IC title in a 15-minute match against Billy Gunn, winning with the ankle lock. X-Pac is going to defeat Gangrel to keep his European Championship in five minutes. Sable's going to keep her Women's Championship by defeating Luna, who's accompanied by Shane McMahon, of all people, in a four-minute strap match. Then we get the match we're covering, the I Quit match, the the famous I Quit match. And then in the uh, main event, Mr. McMahon 
defeating Steve Austin to win the Royal Rumble, the the iconic uh, ending to that, and the two of them brawling, and um, it was interesting. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was well booked. You know, it was a little. I mean, there were a lot of shenanigans, as you like to say, but. Yep. You know, again, what are you going to do? You got a non-wrestler in there. It was a great feud. So I think they did a, a did a pretty good job with it. Um, Rock and Mankind had a great feud, and I know you're going to walk through it, but how did we get to, you know, another stipulation match between these guys? Because they went back and forth for, you know, really probably a four-month period, five-month Long time. Period. Yeah. yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, and this it's interesting, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of these under. I almost feel like this is an underrated feud. It's it's weird to say, but it kind of sometimes you don't always think about it in this era, and so it's kind of weird. So, uh, well, we're at Royal nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, the feud really started at Survivor Series, uh, or excuse me, we're at Rumble ninety nine. The feud started at Survivor Series ninety eight. Um, you actually had them in the finals. Uh, what was the Deadly Game tournament for vacant WWF championship? Uh, you had The Rock winning the belt, of course, with the help from the McMahons, who had been aligned with Mankind and assisting him, but one of the corporate champion. And then you had Mankind feuding with the corporation. And so big part of that, like I said, kicking off at Survivor Series. But then you had, like you said, you have multiple matches here where these guys were kind of getting in. So first you had the rock bottom in your house. Um, uh, and mankind, I say, winning, quote unquote, that match. Uh, but the man stepping in, actually saying that he didn't actually submit. And so the title would not change hands. And so the rock continuing to hold the belt after even I say again, quote unquote winning. Um, and then multiple times, just kind of getting screwed out of championship. You had him attacking Shane at this point on raw uh, and demanding a match. So it was actually the first raw of 1999. Um, you, that was of course, when you had um mankind this is the uh you know put seats in butts like this was the the big moment for that one um you know just all all kinds of different stuff happening on that so then right have the timeline right yeah yeah so and then of course yeah i had to think about it for a sec here um refusing the rock demands for the rematch you had of course different things like throwing up different stipulations uh, until we finally get to this i quit match with uh with the rock at the rumble and so it was really these guys having just a lot of back and forth in regards to uh having the you know the title not only like kind of going back and forth between the guys and so we're coming into this match with mankind having the belt it was i say a large feud because you were dealing with the corporation at this point so there was a lot of one and so yeah when you get the mankind winning the belt previously like you had the corporation getting involved the degeneration x getting involved you had still cold getting involved like there was all these other players that were involved in that but the rock and mankind like their feud though going back to survivor series and so um part of it is mankind of course being crazy it was that i quit match it actually took a few different i say attempts or tries to find stipulation that mankind was willing to accept and that's where we got to this i quit match and so it was kind of a tight build that i would say it was very early kind of in the career of this one or in the in the in the storyline of this uh 
of this match. And so there was a lot that happened after the fact, a lot that played out, but we'll get into that eventually. But for now, um, yeah, we can get, uh, get into the match here. One hour, five minute mark of Royal Rumble 1999. One hour, five minute mark, Royal Rumble 1999. Jeff, are you ready? Yeah, as ready as I can be. Let's see this. Jeez, I know. you. I think you feel like yep. the same way I do. So, all right, let's get into the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. So this is from earlier in like, one of the dark matches I was alluding to. They had Viscera against Mankind and kind of beat, they, beat the shit out did, of Mankind already. They did a heat just before this, and so there's some matches, yeah, that happened. And Viscera, was that Viscera? Yeah, Midian yeah. Uh, kind of attacking uh, yeah, so Mankind. This is when you had Sunday Night Heat, which was on at, whatever, I think 7 to 8. Um, yep on USA every Sunday. I mean, that was decent. I mean, it wasn't like a horrible throwaway show. They actually did stuff on it, but then it would lead into the pay-per-views. So, you know, they do some matches and and try to sell pay-per-views, which I guess in essence made it like a four-hour pay-per-view, especially if you were there live. Yep. Rock, right out of the gate here, the Rock kind of jumping toward mankind to get us uh, get this match off here. Yep. You know why the Rock's wearing a T-shirt? Why, Tom? No, it's, it's a real reason, because he had uh, surgery on his pecs. Ah, did he? Okay. Yeah. I, I know if you're going to be talking about our sponsor here, of course. Don't forget True Classic Tees using our code PAYOFF25. 25% off everything in your car. Okay. Uh, no, I was not aware of that. Okay. Yes. So there was a there was maybe like a 30 or maybe even longer day stretch where he wore a he wore a shirt. But yeah, he had he had surgery on his uh on his pecs. I do I remember him wearing the shirt. So right out of the gate, we got mankind trying to get him to say I quit. Yep. Yeah. So I quit match, you know, put the microphone in front of the guy type thing. Um, we've seen these before. Uh, you know, last week we we're I want to close the loop on something we talked about last week, which sure. was if you're gonna bring Cody Rhodes in for the rumble, do you bring him in at one fifteen mm. or yeah. thirty? And and what were your thoughts on it? And then I'll share mine. I had said I feel like like we're somewhere in that twenty twenty five range, like let him knock a few people out, come in hot. Um and then maybe like have him have the face off with Seth, have Seth get dumped out by somebody else, maybe who's he feuding with, just kind of that callback, and then have him kind of run the table at that point. I I had said at the time, who knows where stamina is gonna be sixty minutes is a lot. And so yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. But yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I love the idea of him coming out one, place going nuts, and then, you know, him making it through that 60 minutes and truly earning the title. Now, that being said, the problem with him coming out one is you've just spoiled the ending. Yeah. Okay, there's no way he doesn't win. And if he doesn't win, it's, I mean, people would be pissed. So I, I just, I feel like, you know, you do it in that, you know, 15 to 20 range where he still has to earn it uh and the place will go go crazy so that's that's yep. kind of where i'm at with it um they're on the outside now and you Each know up, yeah. obviously this you know part of the, the the fame of this match is the fact that it's a big part of the beyond the mat documentary so who yes. knows why but Vince McMahon actually allowed 
uh, a film producer by the name of Barry Blaustein to record stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, he said, yeah, you can film stuff and be behind the scenes and gave them a ton of access. It really made no sense. Like, what were they going to gain from it? And it turned out to be a terrible idea because you had this thing of, you know, all the chair shots to the head. Um, You had Jake Roberts, you know, basically in the height of being, you know, a coke and heroin addict. And, and actually did heroin at one point. They didn't show it on screen, but like he was doing it in a hotel room. I mean, it was not a not a good look at the professional wrestling industry. So why? Well, and then in that first year of ECW, like if you're going to pick a window, like for him, a documented documentary, great. But for wrestling, not so great. Yeah, I mean, so it was just it was really interesting i think this was the same documentary where uh darren drozdoff was puking on screen uh, i'm almost positive um five hundred thousand dollar budget and apparently did two million at the box office now i don't know how much is left by the time of expenses and marketing and everything else mm-hmm. um you know probably sold a few dvds as well but uh, just just kind of interesting so yeah but that this was this was a big part of it so you got at this point, we work outside a little bit. Of course, Rock put the headset on, kind of talking to the mic. You got him tossing mankind over the steel steps at this point. So um, we've talked about it. Like, I think we've talked about it previously, or we have talked about it previously in this, but like, is, is I quit, ma- like, not just I quit matches, but what are your thoughts on Triple H? He got rid, of, he's getting rid of Hell, Hell in the Cell as we currently know it. Like, where are you at with? Uh, not just like a gimmick match, but some of these gimmick pay-per-views. Are we going to see less this year in 23? Where you, where you stand on good idea, bad idea? Well, it's it's interesting you say that because that was something that I had as a, a talking point as well is, you know, what is the future of the PLEs? Mm. You know, are we getting 12, one a month, or are they going to try to space them out a little bit more? Do you, you know, because I guess right now, what was the stretch? So we had Survivor Series, mm-hmm. and then we have nothing until Rumble, right? Uh, we have a seven-week like seven period where there's nothing. Yes, you're right. Yeah, okay. there's, there's a long period right now between Royal Rumble. Yeah. Well, you have Royal Rumble and then Elimination Chamber and then WrestleMania. But, you know, that's still three pay-per-views, you know, in – Three, I mean, they, so I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I I wonder if the cadence is going to be like, how many PLEs are you going to have next year? That's the first question, right? Are you right. going to twelve? Is it only going to be ten? You know, um, are you? You know, I know there's talk of doing a show in India, but I, I don't think it's going to be a PLE. I think it's just going to be like a big house show. But you know, you've got what two Saudi shows next year? I would assume. Well, well you figure you have six if you're not counting. Uh, money in the bank you have six built-in shows already with the two rum or the two saudi shows yeah yeah so that you know so so again i don't know you know king of the ring are you doing um a pay-per-view out of that or not you know i, I don't know what he's gonna yeah you know, so it'll be interesting you know i, I mean again i'm the, the hell in the cell had to go i mean you yeah. you use that when you need that and you do it once a year you know, maybe twice a year, one, once for a men's feud, once for a women's feud. So that was an easy one. Money in the bank, you know, I mean, you can do a pay-per-view out of it or you could just 
have money on the money in the bank on SummerSlam or, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that being a pay-per-view, but again, it locks you into now two briefcases. Well, and I'm looking at it right now. So in 2022, they did have 12 premium live events and one, two, three, four, five NXT like specials, if you will. So and they've already said they're getting rid of, well, they did get rid of day one. So that was your January 1st pay-per-view. We got the Rumble coming up here. We know Elimination Chamber is happening. There's nothing right now between Elimination Chamber and Mania. Um, so then, yeah, do you, if you're getting rid of like, you know, then you would typically have backlash. They're getting rid of hell in the cell. So do you make like money in the bank? Then you're kind of summer pay early summer pay-per-view. And then SummerSlam is your late pay-per-view. Um, there was the random clash at the castle this year too. So we can't forget about that. So maybe that's, we're going to start seeing six plus a, like one international show. Like, so now you're at seven, add money in the bank. You're at eight. Like, you know, so that's still a solid year. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, that then you are starting. And, and so that would get rid of Hell in the Cell, your eliminate or, you know, Backlash and Extreme Rules. So, what I you also, know, and then your other random wonder, whatever. And I also wonder, you know, do, do you want to, you know, what do you want a PLE to be? Because, or, you know, it feels like, and I could be wrong, but it feels like, we're almost shifting to less shows, but we kind of all want them to be stadium shows or yes, or feel big. So, you know, Mania is a stadium show. SummerSlam's a stadium show. Rumble's a stadium show right there. Mm-hmm. Most years, you know, again, Survivor Series was not this year, but could be. Elimination Chamber, yep. why couldn't it be? You know what I mean? Like, you know, so it just feels like we're, we're going towards, hey, let's do eight of these and just make them a huge deal, you know, eight or ten of these versus every four weeks having another one, which I like. I mean, the, the key mm-hmm. would be getting Peacock on board, right? So, like, hey, we're, you know, we pro- probably promised you monthly shows, but what if we did ten and they were a bigger deal and, you know, drove a ton of traffic towards you and we did you know other things like the rick flair documentary instead you know so and they may say great what do we care you know so that you know it's just interesting i, I don't know what the strategy is but i kind of lean towards and again look at my viewing habits and i don't think i'm much different than you i'm kind of a pay-per-view guy so i'm yeah, gonna yeah. watch i'm gonna watch every minute of every pay-per-view I'm going to watch very little Raw, very little SmackDown. I'm going to fast forward through it or catch the results. So the idea of making those pay-per-views really big, I love. Like, I I mean, Clash at the Castle, give me give me 10 of those where there's a huge hot crowd, great matches. You know, give me WrestleMania, give me Rumble. I'm, I'm on board for that. So these guys have been, I just update on the man, they've been pretty brutal here. They're fighting at the top of the, I say, well, at least the entryway at this point. Uh, the Rock has a ladder. We were over in the electrical area trying to get a quit. Yeah. Um, and they're just kind of starting to get a little brutal here. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think you and I, we're both in agreement. I'm, I'm very much anymore. Like if, uh, like I'm not, if Monday, if I'm just like kind of doing stuff around, you know, the home, I'll have it on in the background. Like, or like same with Wednesday nights, like, 
if I know, like, yeah, I have a friend, Kat, if she texts me or something and she's like, hey, like such and such tonight, are you watching? I was like, yeah, I'll put it on. I'll see what's happening. And so um, I know recently they did like the matches with, you know, the the six-way matches. Yeah, like I, even that didn't get me excited with Omega and the, like, you know, which is unfortunate because he's, you know, one of the best in the world. And so, yeah, I think that like just kind of finding it, but also, and so I was looking at the, I think they can tighten up because, uh, or the premium live events for NXT because it was Stand and Deliver, which was the weekend of Mania. You had the In Your House, which was just the In Your House. Like, they didn't brand it any other way. The World Slide, which was the NXT UK and NXT stuff. Then they did Halloween Havoc, which they should never get rid of. They should always use that name. And then Deadline, which was uh, in, in December. And so, um, which I think that we have, you know, some opportunity to kind of, uh, some of that legacy type stuff bring you and I back in. If they do Halloween Havoc, I'm going to at least stop for a second versus like deadline. It's like, hang on. Okay. Like this could be something. And so this is a little bit more special. Like do a great American bash again, especially now that Cody's back. Like, you know, let, let, let's kind of see, you know, that. And so um, you got the rock now climbing up to, I guess what would be the 200 levels of the arena or 200 level of the arena. Uh, mankind's following him up there as well, too. So they're on like the, the non-fan side of the guardrail, punching each other. In the stands, twelve feet off the floor. Mankind, Rock is going to go for a ride in a mopo by the Rock. That is legal. No rules in this match. Get out from there, Rock. Somebody follow him up there. They'll be broken in half. And now Mankind in the crowd, trying to get away from the Brahma Bull, and the Rock quickly back on him, head first. I don't remember what happened to him. This is why we're both kind of watching in anticipation. Uh, the Rock now up in the 200 levels. Yep. Yep. Oh, falls onto the. Uh, onto the electrical equipment. Yeah, and the lights did go out in the arena. Nice touch there. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. That was staged or not. That was pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's a lights back. Oh, look at that lights back on already. Yeah. So anyway, to kind of put a bow on this a little bit. Yeah. I think like yeah, the, I, the initial point, I, a question I asked was good or bad with kind of some of this stuff. Yeah. So couple, couple things here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in this era, uh, you know, um, Meltzer reported that Shawn Michaels' in-ring career was over. You know, mm-hmm. pure. Yeah, you know, it's uh, certainly as uh, any kind of a regular in-ring performer. It's just funny. Like, and again, I understand he had back surgery, uh, or I'm you know back neck surgery. I understand that. You know, but it's just it's just funny. Like, how wrong again? I mean, this guy's mm-hmm. made an entire career out of making shit up. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I've listened to interviews recently uh, that Eric Bischoff has done with the uh, Mike Johnson and Dave Shear from PW Insider and then from Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. You know, and it's just like the way those guys go about, like, finding and reporting news is so much different than Meltzer. 
I mean, Meltzer's not. Oh, a, yeah. He just makes stuff up. Well, it's like it, it's the, the broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. I mean, but he just makes things up. And it's like, it, 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 I mean, I feel like he's finally been exposed to it just because there's enough real journalism out there. But like, yeah. he doesn't do journalism. Like, well, there was any more we we, sh- we need to remember too when we're talking about wrestling like unless you hear it directly from the wrestler even then you should never believe it um because you just never know and this was i don't even know if you saw this i actually saw it uh, a couple weeks ago um at this point but uh michaels did an interview this was with culture state and he said uh no no once a decade yeah no i've had that final match nope father time waits on no man i'm good and i'm unbelievably happy with my career and it's now time to watch the next generation flourish uh previously turned down the idea of coming out of retirement for one last match against aj styles or kevin owens at wrestlemania so to your point yeah like unless and even then you get from him Eh, you know, there's always that wrestling fan in you. It's like it could happen. Like him and AJ, like AJ would have a great match with him. Like KO had had a great match with Stone Cold that could do the same thing with Shawn Michaels. Like if that's what KO's legacy is going to be, is like he just comes in and has these great matches with legends of wrestling. Fine, I'm perfectly okay with that. Have Mike, have Austin do the run in and set up a match with with Owens down the road. Like whatever. Yeah. I just don't buy. I just don't buy it being Sean's last match. I just, whatever. I just don't. But yep, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. The, pro- the problem with him, and you know, I love him, but the problem with him is like he he just hasn't aged well. Like with his hair, and I mean, just in terms of like getting in the ring, it's like I mean, he's just mm-hmm. bald. Like mm-hmm. Austin and Goldberg, as long as they have their physiques, they can wrestle forever. Edge still has his hair. Like, Edge isn't coming out bald. You know, Hogan was bald when he was 25, so who cares? Like, it's just, <laughs> just like, visually, it's just tough, you know. I, I don't know. I, I just think it'd be, it would be kind of tough, but at the same time, you know he can still go physically. You know he can still have a great match. And I just wonder, like, you know, do you want AJ? Do you want KO? Like, do you mm-hmm. want one more? I mean, so I, I don't know. I just, I still... I still think it's possible and and he can't be happy with the whole, you know, Saudi Arabia thing. No. So, you know, and so now at this point we've got, uh, we're back in the ring. Mankind is handcuffed actually. Um, He's just been getting pounded on in the corner. And then, yeah, now it got a little bit of an upper hand here, but yeah, it, uh, this will lead to a little bit of the future match here of mankind being uh, handcuffed. Hey, I went I went back and watched last year's WrestleMania, not all of it, but like some of it. I, I'll tell you a couple of things. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that Cody clip a couple times a year for the rest of my life. Just I just thought that was so perfect. Um, mm. the, 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 like the McMahon stutter stuff wasn't as bad as like people act like it was. I mean, it was bad, but it was like, it was so cool. It was awesome. It, it hasn't aged that bad. Yeah. yeah right. I, mean, I think people are a little rougher on it than, than they should be. And then, you know, the, the Austin KO stuff was just off the charts. Good. I mean, just, just great stuff. So again, I think sometimes like people just want to be critical of things. So they feel like their opinion matters, but here we go. So I guess we're about to get the, you know, mm-hmm. mankind has been handcuffed for a while, but I think now we're about to get the, uh, 
the the head sh- uh, the headshot type stuff. Mm-hmm. Go over the people's elbow. Yep. A lot of controversy as to you know whether the Rock should have hit him that hard that many times and if that's what they had agreed to. And yeah, it looks like Foley just took a people's elbow with a chair on him, and he is bleeding. But we know he's not going to quit yet. Yeah, I'm trying to get him to quit again. This this show, I mean, you know, you saw the card. Like, I mean, this match was best match by far. You saw the, you know, I mean, 50% thumbs down on this one. The problem was, and again, I, I've said this before, but, you know, we kind of, we kind of romanticized the attitude era a little bit. And there was just a lot of like bad wrestling and bad matches. You know, I mean, the big boss man didn't need to be in a 10 or 15 minute match, you know, God love the road dog. But I mean, like these weren't great workers. I mean, it's just, that's the thing about now is like, again, I, I, there's, there's a lot of things I miss about the attitude era, but the, the actual in-ring stuff, between like short matches and bad matches and bad workers. Um, God, here we go with the chair shots. It's three. He is kind of grazing the side of his head, yeah. but also like three, four. Yeah, that was, or yeah, or that was six total. He's definitely cut open. <laughs> But um, but yeah, you know that that's the problem. Is like, I mean, the, the wrestling, the actual wrestling was just not that great in this. Again, the undercard stuff. Now, Jeff, I mean, like you don't see bad matches on pay per views anymore. It's very rare, yeah. And even the ones that are, I it, it, the ones that are are so glaringly bad that we it like you know it's talked about for a while. Oof, yep, he's just clipping him now hard. Um. Because they stand out so much worse amongst all these great matches. And so when you've got someone that, yeah, they, they do this bad match, like the Ronda ma- match from last time, that was on Ronda, and you knew it was bad because everything else was so good. Like, and that, that's, and she knew it was bad. Shotzi said it was like they knew it was bad. Yeah. What match was that? Not fully. Ronda and Shotzi. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here, just still clipping. I think we're at least at a dozen chair shots at this point. He's like aiming for his head, too. Like he could hit him on the back, and he's not. Rock, put down the chair. Thank you. Now the Rock guaranteed to the millions and millions of the Rock's fans that he was going to make that son of a bitch scream, I quit. Mankind, you monkey ass, says, I quit. There you go. There you go. Weird. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. The Rock is your new champ. All right. Let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. Well, uh, it, 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 the shirt. 
the chair shots weren't as bad as I remember. They were still bad, but like, you know, yeah, still overdid it. Didn't yeah, need to be nearly as bad as I remembered or, you know, as, as folklore is built up. But also like very little reaction to the win. Like it just it almost landed with a dud. Like I I, I just don't get it. So yeah, but yeah, um, I mean he is a heel, but it is a side uh, uh change. Well Mick Foley has nobody to play but himself, Michael. It's tough because it's like he is a heel, but yeah. So, so on this one, as we end up finding out that this was actually a recording of mankind saying "I quit," um, Shane McMahon actually playing it was from an interview on Sunday Night Heat, and so um, even though like mankind was unconscious at this point, and so um, it was actually then uh, the rematch for this one. Actually, it was a twenty-minute a time limit hardcore hardcore match excuse me it was held uh, it was halftime heat actually super bowl 33 and mankind match. winning yep having mankind win the title back by trapping the rock under a forklift and so which we have not heard this year i hope they do halftime heat that was the last time they did it with adam cole and all them was fantastic and so um give us a quick match like i care less about like you know the halftime show and it's played over and over and over and over and over and over and over again afterwards and so um like i can always watch that after the fact and still be involved in that but halftime heat is always great and so nice alternative to that one but of course mankind winning the title back at this point um again having a last man standing match actually at st valentine's day massacre you ended up that match having a draw as well too um and so then there was a ladder match on raw which the or the rock winning be from uh, assist from the big show um and then with wrestlemania around the corner at this point he actually wanted to have another match um or he actually like mankind trying to be a special guest referee in that one for the rock versus the austin match um it was actually uh big show and mankind fighting to uh be the referee in that one and so you had big show getting disqualified and so even though he got his ass kicked in that one there was steel chairs all this other stuff like uh he ended up coming back for that rock austin match and being the referee so just just kind of crazy like yeah so the write-ups on this one though kind of weird or kind of you know just a lot here of uh mankind well, for starters mankind being number 19 in 1999 the rock was number five and so the torch on this one the rock defeated mankind in an i quit match to capture the wwf title a hardcore brawl with rock played out his conservative role well and mankind carrying the match mankind went too far and wrong on shock value rather than sound psychology and subtle drama which is possible even this type of match the finishing chair shots were unpleasant unnecessary and even sickening and took away from the otherwise entertainment entertaining match three and three quarters stars the uh like you said the observer on this one of course this being the only match that was voted for the best match and so getting the win or getting the high marks on that one um and so this was the finish of mankind versus rock i quit match was savage in its brutality many would say needlessly savage but ultimately was a screw job after the hell in a cell match probably 80 percent of the calls were glowing about foley's performance and maybe 20 percent were concerned about the mentality of doing so both sides were right since they should have been concerned but if you understand foley 
goalie's dreams, it was a good thing to do. This time, the calls were 90% negative towards the finish, and almost nobody was raving in awe about the punishment Foley took and not, or, and were more mad at him for his lack of common sense than emphasizing or empathizing uh, with him for the pain he was willing to suffer for the sake of entertainment and make the match memorable. He could have accomplished the same thing with three chair shots. I do not. I do want to point out, not in Foley's defense, but that I've seen people before take every bit as many shots, every bit as hard or harder to the head um, before. And I bet the pe- and I bet for pennies to dollars on their financial payoff for it. It wasn't anything unprecedented, and there is a lot of money involved in the business nowadays. But hopefully, we'll never see anything like that again. Three and three quarter stars. So two, three and three quarter stars. It was pretty brutal. Um, what are you thinking here, Tom, for your payoff score? I mean, it's it's still the rock of mankind, you know, so it's like I'm gonna give it a seven. Like it's not yeah. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't you know, it wasn't their best match. It wasn't the match where Foley won the title. It wasn't uh as good as Foley and Triple H uh the year after, I believe, at at Royal Rumble, right? So it's like it's good, but it's 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 not great. So I, I you know, again, to me a seven is yeah, I was entertained. It was good, but it was nothing that, you know, you're going to talk about in that top tier of, of Mick Foley matches. What about yeah, you? Yeah, it was, it was fine. Like I said, I'm at a seven, two. I feel like it just kind of like, it was what it was like it. Yes. It was kind of difficult to watch, you know, with the chair shots and stuff, but also like, to me, it just doesn't stand out as like a top tier match though. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't something that if someone was like, Hey, like, you know, what do you, you know, what wrestling match would you go back and watch? Like, unlike last week with the rockers match, like this is not one that I would be like, Oh my gosh, go back and watch this. And so um, just not, you know, it was, it was fine wrestling and on a card that was, uh, you know, pretty mediocre at best, if not below average. And so I'm perfectly fine though with, you know, just, it was a match. It was a wrestling match and that was that. So, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Let's send them home. Happy. Oh, no, we're not done with Royal Rumble yet. We have one more to go. So, uh, two Yes, and so a little spoiler. We're, we're going to take a brief stop at the NWO and WCW next week, followed by, yes, we've got uh, one, of course, the week of Rumble. We had to do a Rumble match, and so uh, I believe this will be our first ever casket match. And so uh, going to gonna focus on the big men in Royal Rumble 1994, so that should be exciting. So um, we got a big January. I feel like we got an even bigger uh a bigger February plan. And so we're kicking off. We're going strong. We got some big stuff coming up here. Looking forward to it. Of course. All right. Well, appreciate everyone listening. Fun episode. Of course. And we'll see you next week on an all new episode of The Payoff.